or Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Wednesday. He's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Underway with the show, and as usual, thank you for listening. And remember, you can always be a bigger part of the show by participating. And uh, easy way to do that is by calling us at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. As we uh, get underway yesterday, uh, today, uh, yesterday uh, Dow fell down uh, nearly 1,300 points. Now, if you put that all together with what the futures were at this time of the morning, that's a 1,500-point swing for the day yesterday. Futures were trading up almost 300 points until the uh, Consumer Price Index came out, and it was way worse than expected. Now, is calling it a swing just uh, optimism because a swing goes up and then you know comes back down and then goes up again and then comes back down? Well, it depends on, um, because if you view it that way, it's different than a swing and a miss, like in baseball. Right. If uh, it's a swing and a third strike, then, yeah, it's really bad. Mm. Um I don't know if there's a sliver of good news you can take for this because the CPI was down from July by two-tenths of a point and down from uh, or the month before that in June. It was the highest level it had seen in almost 50 years at 9.1%. is now down to um, uh, 8.3%. However, which is you know better? Yeah, year year over year, it's up eight point three percent from this time last year. Um, there is when you start to go into the numbers a little bit, and we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates, I'm sure about this coming up here uh, next hour. When you go into the numbers a little bit, because gas prices have been falling across the nation um, in some places, not here in Boise, Idaho, down over a dollar. Over the last few months, Boise's still not. I, I noticed that it had oh, dropped to four fifty one today. But they're we're still up over four fifty, and I keep seeing you know on Twitter people posting that well it was four fifty in Boise, and then I got off the plane and whatever, and it was three oh six. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Boise and Idaho continue to remain really high, but uh, even in Boise. At four fifty one, prices are down from where it was at three four or five forty just a few months ago. All right, so that's the good news. However, the bad news is that um, food prices, which you really can't do without, mm-hmm. are up almost 13%. And they're up over the last month, month over month. They're up year over year, up 13%. So if you go to the grocery store and you spend $100 on grocery, which, you know, that's how much you spend if mm-hmm. you're living by yourself usually, um, you're going to be paying another $13 more a month for just your basic needs and necessities. If you are going to be heating your house this winter, heating oil is up, electricity is up, natural gas is all up. So there are a few things that are down, but the stuff that we absolutely have to have continues to be up. Yeah. Now, why the stock market dropped yesterday, my... My guess is, and I'm not an expert, like Jeremiah Bates is, is that that means that the, uh, I think it's next week, federal, uh, the Fed is probably going to raise interest rates at least 75 basis points again. There had been some hope that they were going to see a good CPI um, 
this month and it would only be a half percentage increase, but that's pretty much gone out the window now. So prices that you pay for your yes. visa, your mortgages, mm-hmm. all that going to be going up, the car loans, um, all going to be going up. Who can afford a car loan, though, if you have to pay for groceries? Car loans. By, cars, by the way, have also dropped. So gasoline and cars. If you're driving, it's all good news. However, if you need anything else like to eat or well, so eat if, your home, then it's not so good. So if people aren't going to be able to afford cars, should we like invest in Nike? No, people can't afford cars. Oh, okay. C- car prices have gone down. Okay. Car prices and gasoline are two of the things that have gone down. Uh, the chip problems that we had over the past year and a half are being solved. Uh, are being solved. However, here here's a little more piece of bad news. Uh, Friday, railways are supposed to go on strike. Yeah, that's true. And uh, <laughs> guess how we get everything? Oh, like what was it? Seventy percent of uh, of stuff. I, I mean, obviously, trucks take a lot of products, you know, across the United States. However, trains apparently take care of like 70%. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Well, here's the thing. I mean, even though trucks are, are the final delivery, yeah. uh, most of the stuff that gets delivered then, from the coast come from trains to the place where trucks then distribute them to the rest of the nation. Now, I read this this morning. Somebody said, well, you know, uh, if the trains go on strike, why don't we just use more trucks? And the trucking industry said, well, right now we're short about 80,000 <laughs> trucks that we need. And in order for this to work, we would have to add 460,000 trucks. <laughs> and since we're already 80 in the hole, that would be 540,000 trucks. So uh, how do you feel about driving your own food from the uh, where it comes in to wherever? Yeah. <laughs> Get Buy your own yeah, semi-truck and start driving because that's uh, the only way that's going to happen. Eventually we'll all have to drive to a port city, pick up some food, and then drive back home. Good news is uh, Biden in his speech yesterday was celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. On the exact same day that CPI came out and said inflation uh, not really going down a whole lot. Well, he was, you know, they, they told us from the beginning it's a long-term thing, like it won't work for 10 years or something. Well, good. In 10 years from now, um, maybe the prices will go down a little bit go. and we can afford to eat again. I call it the 10-year plan. Hey, the good news, uh, uh, more good news. I'm try- See, I'm trying to find a silver lining in everything for you this morning. All right. The stock market futures are only down 37 points. <laughs> Only 37. Only 37. Of course, that could be worse, includes could be, the almost 1,300 yeah. it was down yesterday. Could be worse. Could be 38. Which is, by the way, the worst one-day drop in, um, I think, four, five, six years, something like that. Mm. Um, and down over 4%. Now, uh, people were saying, oh, my gosh, we dropped 1,200. But that's a crash. Um, keep in mind, the stock market is at 3,300 points. It's not a crash. It's down 4%. It's not good. So somebody undoubtedly will be bragging over, presiding over a record-breaking stock market. Let's put it this way. It's nowhere close to what we saw back in 2008 when the stock market did crash Mm -hmm. um, and went down 20% over a short period of time. But but fortunately, we bailed out the banks. What was it uh, back in Black Monday, 19, what was it, 87? Has it been that long ago? I think, I think it was 87, yeah. Where the stock market dropped like 30% mm-hmm. in one. That's a crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep in mind, uh, you're also not going to lose money except for on paper. So I'm just going to warn you once again, don't go looking at your 401k this morning if you looked at it yesterday because you're probably going to be in for a shock. Uh, in addition to that, this morning, a little bit later on, a story we told you about and talked about last week 
the uh, football player from CUNA, 14 years old. His name is Jameson Yanarella. Um, the good feeling story that uh, he had, I guess you could call it paying forward, right? Yeah. Well, give, yeah, he was selling coupon books, which you know organizations do, especially youth organizations, to make money, and uh, offered some to a woman who couldn't pay for them, but she said, uh, if you come back on payday, you know, I'll be able to uh, buy them from you. And uh, she, don't, she also didn't have grocery money. Uh, and so I guess what, he gave her a couple of the... Gave her a couple of the coupon, coupon books, books and, and $80 of his own cash. $80 of his own money, just gave it to yeah, him. Yeah, he was uh, saving the cash to uh, purchase a cell phone. And uh, he gave the money instead. So anyway, he's going to be on with us coming up here this morning. Oh, this nice. has completely gone viral. I talked to his uh, father uh, night before last, said that uh, national news organizations are now reaching out to uh, try and get him on their show. So, I mean, it's kind of really taken off. And uh, just, a, just a cool story. I mean, anybody who has a 14-year-old kid or any teenager would be super happy that their kid did something like this. So it's very or, cool. Or just anything right, really. Yeah. So we're going to get him out of school. Uh, this morning, he'll be happy with that, I'm sure. Uh, and he's going to talk to us for for a few minutes coming up here at about seven thirty-five. It is six fifteen. Time for a first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out the menu today: FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Well, bad news, Mariners fans. I don't have any highlights for you today. You played the Padres yesterday, and the Pods won by a score of two nothing. But we'll get back to the Mariners in just a moment. We have some highlights for you from the Yankees. Because Aaron Judge is making a serious run at 60 home runs now. Pitch to Judge. Swung on and drilled to deep right field. That ball is high. That is far. That is gone. And to the Boston bullpen. A judgy in blast. Aaron Judge drills into the right center field bullpen. As he rounds third all rise. Here comes the Judge. Aaron Judge has hit his 56th home run, driven in his 122nd run, and the ball game is tied at three. But Aaron Judge wasn't done. And the 1-1. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left field, it is high. Not as far. It has gone out of the building. Over the high green monster. Over the monster seats. Out on Sir Lansbone. He is phenomenal. The second home run of the night for Judge, his 57th of the year, and we're all tied at four. So two home runs for Aaron Judge last night, and to offer a little perspective on his two-homer night, we can tell you that he is now tied with A-Rod for the second most home runs in a season by a right-handed hitter in the American League. It's only one shy of tying Hank Greenberg in 1938 and Jimmy Fox from 1932. And it's also Judge's 10th multi-homer game of the year, tied for third most of the season in Major League history, behind only Sammy Sosa in 1998 and Greenberg, who both had 11, according to ESPN. Oh, by the way, the Yankees did win the game over the Red Sox by a score of 7-6. to It was a 10-inning win over the Boston Red Sox. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 625, uh, hold your breath. It looks like the Dow Futures are now up 27 points. So, you know, hey, we've we've got a whole 27 points back of that 1,300 point drop <laughs> yes, yesterday. Every little bit helps. <laughs> 
Uh, we talked uh, yesterday um, over the last hour of our show about how all the major credit card companies are going to start coding to uh, identify gun purchases. Yeah, across the nation. And uh, a lot of people weighed in on that. Didn't get a chance to get to all of our emails. Some of them came in after the show. Uh, Craig uh, wrote in, uh, we just witnessed coverage of a mass stabbing and slashing in Canada. What's the product code for a safe kitchen butcher knife? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're worried about butcher knives. They're only worried about guns. How many people were stabbed? Uh, 18. Wow. 10 were killed. I'm sorry, 28. 10 were killed, 18 were injured in Canada. Two brothers went on a, just... Two of them? Two of them just went in, breaking in doors and going door to door in, uh, was it James uh, Jamestown Cree Nation in uh, Saskatchewan Providence, uh, province. Uh, Fred and Council, what, is it cr- uh, what this does is create a list of gun owners, which the government can't do legally, so they know where to go when they decide to confiscate guns. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? A little bit. Laura on the treadmill. I love that name, especially if that is your real name. (laughs) Uh, With how prevalent identity theft is nowadays and how litigious we are, I, for one, would like to know if anyone has purchased any amount of ammunition or guns with my identity. I'm sure insurance companies are tired of paying out to victims, families, and are liking for ways to minimize payouts. I hadn't, thought, I, I hadn't thought about that, somebody uh, stealing an identity and then purchasing uh, uh, ammunition with it. Um, speaking of somebody who has uh, had their identity uh, stolen a couple times in the last two years, it's a huge pain in the butt, but yeah, if, if they're able to do it, would, would they use that? It's like, hey, I don't want to purchase ammo and guns in my own name, so I'll just mm-hmm. steal somebody's identity and go do it that way. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Keep in mind, also this morning, another chance for you to pick up Boise State tickets. What a perfect day for football. You see the weather forecast for Saturday? What is it? Sunny and in the uh, low 70s. Oh, nice. Absolutely beautiful. And some of this air quality should uh, have improved by then with the uh, weather pattern that we've got. Some of the fires go, uh, coming at Four Corners fire now 100% under control. Of course, I've been at the, you know, the stadium, formerly Bronco Stadium, when I went to most of the games. Uh, when it was like, you know, eight degrees outside, and somebody always says, great day for football. <laughs> Coming up, uh, be listening in the 7 o'clock hour for that cue to text. When you hear that, be ready to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, and we will choose one of the winners, uh, one of the people who have texted in at random to get those tickets for Saturday's game. We're doing that uh, all day long and all season long for every home game for the Boise State Broncos. So listen in for your cue to text and win. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday. He's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. A uh, reminder, coming up on Friday, another hometown happy hour coming your way, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. You can join Nate Shellman Friday afternoon beginning at 3 o'clock. He's going to be at the Ram Restaurant and Brewery. I don't think he's ever been there before. And if you've never been there before, do yourself a favor, make uh, your plans to join him. Um, it's one of the best patios in all of uh, Eagle, maybe in most of the Treasure Valley. Just a fantastic patio at the uh, Ram Restaurant and Brewery, dressed there off Eagle Road. Um, you can in- enjoy the show live, enjoy some cold beverages. It's going to be near perfect weather mm. on Friday, once again, sunny 
in the 70s, so a great day to sit out on the patio if you want and is enjoy he, dinner. Do you know, Do you know? is he going to be on the patio or is he going to be indoors? Um, my guess would be, uh, I think he likes to sit on the uh, patio. I don't know exactly for sure if he's going to be on the patio, but my guess will be that he'll probably be on the patio. It, it also helps with broadcasting because, um, for instance, the Ram is very echoey. Mm. So not good acoustics, which would help you know, broadcast-wise. So my guess would be probably he, he's going to want to sit out on the patio. Even if he doesn't sit out on the patio, you can and enjoy the outdoors. It's right there along the river. So that's all coming up at the Ram Restaurant and Brewery. Once again, thank you to our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing, getting you the KBOI Hometown Handshake once again from 3 to 6, coming up this Friday afternoon. Get part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Coming up in just about an hour, um, we're going to be talking to the uh, 14-year-old who uh, went viral here recently in uh, CUNA. He's been on uh, NBC, Nightly News, uh, National News, and uh, TikTok just really took off when the uh, woman who he helped out giving some cash and a couple of coupon books um, to her when she couldn't afford it um, went went viral. She was that, trying to find the young man. Is that really how you pronounce that? Yeah, coupons. You okay. never got yourself a coupon? Coupon? Uh, no, My I mother and dad always said coupon. Yeah. No, I call them coupons. Uh, his name is uh, Jameson Yanarella. He's a freshman at CUNA High School. He's on the football team. We're going to talk with him coming up here in just about an hour. Um, also, a huge celebrity, superstar actor, comedian coming to Boise. Did you see this? Kevin Hart is going to be uh, coming to the Treasure Valley. Actually, not Boise. He's uh, going to be coming to the Ford Idaho Center mm-hmm. on December 1st. Tickets become available to the general public 10 a.m. coming up this Friday. FordIdahoCenter.com. Uh, actually, reasonable prices. I thought this was going to be much higher than this. Um, $45 is the starting price for some tickets, up to $127. I mean, I would consider him an A-less, uh, an A-less celebrity actor and also yeah. probably the best comedian we've seen over the last couple of not, years. Not that many comedians tour and do big arenas by themselves, but he does. He does, and he can, and he draws a crowds. Um, now, for those of you who uh, like to take your smartphones and videotape or take pictures, um, this is uh, one of the few you're not going to be allowed to do that. As a matter of fact, when you come in, you will have to put your cell phone in uh, what is called a yonder pouch, which locks up your cell phone. Only unlocks it in uh, places that are allowed to use your cell phone. Um, if you ever get caught using your cell phone or trying to unlock your pouch and use it in non-specific places, you will be escorted out of okay. the arena. Okay, so you 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 keep your cell phone, but they give you a pouch. Yep, it's a magnetically they, locked do pouch. They, do they have one for everyone? Yep, everyone will get one. That seems expensive. Well, it's something that schools already use to uh, keep school zones mm. phone-free. Um, I guess Yonder's been around uh, since about 2014. So it's just a way you put it in a pouch, and they said they they make sure that they're clean, so they're sanitized before everybody gets to use them, so you're not using somebody who might be infected with monkeypox. Use just an example. Um, but, yeah, I, I find that interesting. He He is so protective of his stuff that he doesn't want it going out um, – on uh, TikTok, YouTube, or anything like that from people taking videos of his show. Hmm. So, Anyway, well, tickets go know, on sale coming up Friday morning. Because if you hear all the jokes, then you don't get surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's not too funny when Next you go to yeah. see it live. 
Uh, KBOI News Time, 6.45. Time for another check on what's going on with sports again this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in uh, Meridian and in East Boise. Get in today, one of their most popular soups, and it is delicious. Today's a soup kind of day. The jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. Once again, uh, have it Casper style. I, w- I would do that instead of having chopped up um, crackers. Ask for them to um, chop up some bacon, crispy bacon, and put that over the top of it. It is delicious. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. We're getting set for the Broncos' home opener on Saturday. And Boise State's next opponent is UT Martin. It's ranked 16th in the FCS poll. And as a high-flying offense. UT Martin has scored at least 30 in each game this season and is averaging over 500 yards a game. Coach Avalos describes what we're going to be seeing offensively from the Skyhawks. So offensively, I mean, they're probably closest to an opponent we would play, I would say probably Utah State. They're a spread team that will use the whole field. They have an explosive pass game and run game. I mean, their stats are the best in their conference. Quarterback Dresser win is a four-year starter, throwing for 330 yards a game this season. The Skyhawks have an all-conference running back and receiver to complement him. Kickoff is at 2 Saturday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Just a reminder, we're going to get up and get things started early for Bronco Game Day on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. The tailgate show will follow at 1 o'clock, and then Bob Beeler will get things ready for you at 1 o'clock, followed by the kickoff at 2. It's all happening right here on News Talk KBOI. We are your flagship for Bronco football. I'm Rick Worthington. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The prices you and I pay for just about everything rose another tenth of 1% last month. They're up 8.3% from last August to this. That slowing rate of increase gives consumers a bit of a break. But is it enough to convince the Fed to leave interest rates alone? Analysts say probably not because the core inflation rate, the one that strips out food and gas prices, was markedly higher last month. Excluding volatile food and energy, so-called core prices, as he was talking about right there, mm-hmm. prices jump 0.6% from July to August, higher than uh, many economists had expected and a sign of inflation's persistence. Now, if you take out... Um, Gas prices, gas prices have one of the very few things that have dropped over the last few months, although it still remains way higher than it was. It just sounds like what you're saying. A year ago. If if you take out the things that are doing well, it's all bad. (laughs) Well, yeah, that would seem to to fit. It's always surprising to me because they take out stuff that you need. Yeah. Gas and food, you have to have that. If if you're going to work, you you have to have fuel. But we won't count that because it would change the story. Uh, the Fed is expected to announce another big increase in its benchmark interest rate uh, next week, week, which will lead to higher costs for many consumers and business loans. Mortgages uh, could possibly go up, although a lot of people erroneously think that when the Fed raises rates, um, that mortgage rates also yeah. go up, that they're tied to it. Mortgage not, rates are not tied to the Fed rate. Yeah, not really the same thing. No. Now, it could cause an increase. A lot of that has to do with uh, just the basic amount of inflation, not necessarily that... Uh, the uh, Fed is increasing prices. Um, what has gone up? Uh, food index increased 11.4% over last year. That's the largest 12-month increase since May of 1979. Hmm. Many of you uh, listening might not have been alive in May of 1979 or even paying attention to what 
prices were doing back then. I was or, in high school. I didn't, you, I didn't really say, care. You may have been a teenager yeah. like we were. Yeah. Uh, second largest increase was for other motor fuels, not talking uh, um, gasoline here, mm-hmm. increased 53% from August of 2021 to 2022. Third largest increase was for eggs. Eggs are up 30, almost 40% from last year. Next largest increase was for margarine, which increased 38%. Fifth largest increase, airline fares. People are still traveling and paying the higher increase in airline fares. That's up 33%. A lot of that has to do with jet fuel because it costs more for jet fuel. Eggs, margarine, and uh, airplane flights are in the same category? Well, uh, no, that's just these are the highest increases we've seen. So they're not the, the same category. These are just the highest. Sixth largest increase was for uh, utility piped gas service, increased 30% since last August. Bread is up 16.2%. Chicken, 16.6%. Price of milk is up 17%. Potatoes, 15%. Price of rice is up 13%. And the price of baby food has jumped 12.6%. Those are all year-over-year increases. Those are a lot of the basics that people use. Yeah, it used to be the potatoes, eggs were relatively inexpensive. I keep judging things by the price of, believe it or not, restaurant hamburgers and fries. Uh, you can go to your average restaurant now and get a hamburger and fries for like eighteen ninety nine. So things cost more than they used to. I went to a uh, restaurant yesterday, not a drive through, not a hamburger joint. And got myself uh, a, a bowl of food and uh, a drink. Normally, this would have cost, I've been there many times over the last years. Mm-hmm. I love it. They also have a food truck. I, I won't say the name of the place. Um, I used to be able to get this same meal for around 11 12 bucks. Yesterday, it cost me $17. Yeah. That's the way with everything. Yeah. The, you know, I remember when... Uh, uh, Carl's Jr. and of course Hardee's did it in the East. It's the same place. They uh, had what they called their six dollar burger, and it, it only co- it only cost about two seventy five. But they were making fun of the fact that if you went into a fancy restaurant and ordered a hamburger, it would cost you six dollars. <laughs> and so they were going to give you a six dollar quality burger, but only charge you like two seventy five for it. And then over time, they had to uh, phase that out because their own burgers approached and then passed up six dollars. And now they don't even. It's not even a memory. Now, if you think food prices and the prices of everything uh, is bad right now, if they don't get this possible strike worked out with the rail railways Friday, they're due to go on strike Friday, um, this is going to get excruciatingly bad. Mm. You remember when uh, we had problem even getting things sure. to our door or in the store? You remember how many um, aisles of food? Were, were completely empty in the grocery stores last year. I remember seeing pictures of that, but I was already getting stuff delivered by then. That could be a big problem, and it will happen quickly. This isn't something when they go on strike, uh, the prediction is that you could start to see this very quickly. Now, what what remains to be seen, while unions say they want to avert a strike, uh, Congress has the power to block it. What remains to be seen is, will Congress do this? Especially right before a midterm election, because here's here's where you run into problems. Democrats have wide support from the unions. So 
what do they do? Do they do they stop a strike, which they have the power to do, and really upset the unions, or do they let the strike go and really upset the voters? <laughs> Talk about a rock and a hard place, right? Mm, yes, sort of. Yeah. Um, this would uh, really shut down uh, harvest season because uh, a good portion of our grain that gets exported to other countries, um, and a lot of those countries, you know, having to do with uh, food shortages and famine, it would have a just a devastating effect on getting that grain, which harvest season is just ending up through most of the uh, country right now, um, getting that grain to uh, ports to ship out would be devastating. Mm. And you would, I mean, there's no place to store that grain, so you run the risk of that grain going bad. You can't just leave grain sitting out for long periods of time, even if it doesn't get rained on, um, it's not good for grain to uh, sit out. And there's just not enough storage facilities that the railways go on strike. So there's there's still a lot of head headwinds to go uh, when it comes to uh, inflation was, and what we're going to be seeing over was, the next couple of months. I was picture management in a boardroom going, well, it looks like they've got us on this one. Now go ahead and give them what they want. <laughs> um, I, I, I never hear that, do you? Yeah. I, I don't know what happens, um, you know, but... It's going, to be, it's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on over the next couple of, uh, of months because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of headwinds here when it comes to inflation. However, there is one piece of good news that we'll tell you about later this morning um, having to do, uh, and I know a lot of people listening here get Social Security. There is some good news if you're on Social Security. We'll tell you about that coming up, too. Right now, let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch. Open every day, Monday through Saturday. Today, though, you want to get in one of their most popular soups, jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar, available for you today. Once again, yes, both locations open up at 1030. Good morning. Dallas Cowboys are 0-1 after their first loss of the season in Week 1. But moreover, the Cowboys' problems are with quarterback Dak Prescott, who injured his finger in the game and had surgery. Dak explains what happened. In the game, just in the midst of it, thought I jammed it. I mean, I've uh, hit my hand on helmets or bodies uh, a lot in my career um, and never really had anything, maybe a jammed finger here, and I actually thought that's what it was, just... The next play, he realized I couldn't grip the ball, let the sideline know. Turns out it was pretty serious. Dak Prescott had surgery on it on Monday afternoon. But according to Mike Greenberg with ESPN, they're not going to put him on IR. The Dallas Cowboys have said they are not going to put Dak Prescott on the injured reserve. Uh, This after he underwent surgery on his thumb yesterday. All of the initial diagnoses that we had heard were that he would miss six to eight weeks. I'm told that Todd Archer has just tweeted this. Again, I'm getting this real time. Jerry Jones said on the radio in Dallas, the Cowboys will not put Dak on injured reserve, which would knock him out at least four games following thumb surgery. Quote, Dak has a real chance to be back out there throwing the ball pretty quick so good news for cowboy fans potentially also Steelers addressing the media yesterday coach Mike Tomlin saying linebacker TJ Watt may not be out as long as they thought either I can definitively say that TJ won't play this week um, but I won't make any commitments beyond that we're encouraged and, and we'll just continue to look at the situation and and gain opinions and do what's appropriate By the way, Thursday night football this week is a good one. It'll be the Chargers and the Chiefs. Again, that game will kick off at 6.15 p.m. Mountain Time. It's on Amazon Prime, by the way. I'm Rick Worthington. I'm for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. 
keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 724, Jeremiah Bates with us to talk about your money real quickly this morning. Uh, I wish we had more to talk about, but nothing really happened much yesterday. The... Not- uh, <laughs> Uh, if you have a 401k or an IRA, I will uh, just urge you not to check it out this morning. Don't do like I did. Yeah, probably best to kind of be agnostic to the market performance that we saw yesterday. And it, it, it was a rough one. I mean, we're, we're talking about the three major U.S. indexes suffering their worst losses since June of 2020. And we all know what was happening at that point in time. You know, if you really look at this, the kind of the size of what we saw is, Yesterday's sell-off essentially wiped out the previous four straight day of gains that we saw because there was optimism. There, it, it looked like there was hope for slowing inflation. Gas prices had fallen around 10%. Used cars dropped 4%. Investors were optimistic that the Fed's attempt to bring down inflation was in fact working. However, that was clearly not the case when we got the CPI number. Market was caught off guard. It rattled it. We, we saw a broad market sell-off because the market does not like surprises. So now we're seeing a bit of a bump this morning. Not tremendous, but generally that is the case. When you see uh, you know these large one-day sell-offs to the extent that we saw yesterday, uh, generally the next day, next couple days does come with uh, some slight gain. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more momentum roll in the markets today. Now the question is, where do we go moving forward? Because the gen- now the next Fed meeting that's sent for next week, it's all but certain that we're going to see a three-quarter of a percent rate hike. But now some are estimating that we will see a 1% rate hike. Bottom line is the Fed is still far away from their inflation target of 2% when we're looking at an 8.7%. But all that being said, um, if signs of cooling inflation uh, continue, we start to see uh, kind of weaker economic growth beginning to appear it might allow the Fed to pivot to a more mild tightening after this September meeting. And additionally, this morning, the producer price index, which is a measure of wholesale prices, did come in below estimates. It rose 8.7% year over year in August. That is down from the 9.8% that we saw in July. So if we see that trend continue, we could see uh, we could see this change course and um, the investors in Wall Street could get what they want, which is hopefully a less aggressive Federal Reserve and a lowering of inflation. All right. Um, we'll get an update on what the stock market is going to do. Um, it, it's climbing back a little bit as of right now, and the future is up about 50 points. Uh, we'll get an update from you here in about an hour, close of business today, uh, also an update, and then talk to you again tomorrow morning. Hopefully, we'll have more good news to talk about. Hopefully. Thanks, gents. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And a young man walks up and asks if I wanted to buy one of these ticket things that he's selling for his high school football team. And it's for restaurants and stuff like that and I told him I don't have any money until until I get my check on the third if he could come back then I would buy two of him this emotional video of Kelly Miller is going viral all over the country he walks over here he gives me the ticket and $80 in cash and told me Go get groceries. 
or anything that you need. I've been struggling so hard lately, and this young man was a star in the sky. That is uh, Kelly Miller, and uh, she was the one that this young man gave the money and the coupons to. That young man's name is uh, Jameson Yanarella. He is a freshman at CUNY High School, and he is uh, on the phone live with us this morning. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Uh, I know we got you out of class to uh, get this interview, but thanks for taking a couple of minutes with us this morning. Yeah. Um... Dude. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing just giving $80 for free to somebody and giving up the chance for you to buy your cell phone? Because I know the reason why you had the money, according to the story, was yeah. because you were saving up money to uh, buy a cell phone. What, what caused you to do this? Um, she seemed like she was struggling. She, uh, wasn't, look- she wasn't looking like very great like, health-wise. She looked like pretty weak, and when she got up, she was limping. Um, you know, I just thought it'd be better to help someone out than for me to have a new phone. You were selling coupon books. What was uh, what was the the cause you were selling them for? A, a group? Oh, so it's a uh, it's a football fundraiser. Yeah. So there are these cards that we sell that have coupons to like I think it's twenty five different restaurants or businesses in the Treasure Valley, and they're they just go directly to. Um, help the football team i know that uh you weren't looking for publicity <laughs> and people were yeah. trying to figure out who this was and then the tiktok video came out she went to the game hoping to uh see you um is that why you finally came forward uh when you saw her at the football game because i know that's where people started to figure out who you were well most people figured it out once the well my dad figured it out because she posted something on next door and pretty much put a pin right on our house. <laughs> and so my dad was like, hmm, that kind of matches the timeline of when you were out selling the cards, too. Um, but most people, like, close to me knew before the game. But the people that, like, had suspicions once they saw me in the picture at the game, they would have known then that it was me. But most people knew before because I told them or they asked and I just didn't lie anymore <laughs> we are regional media at kboi we uh, reach a lot of people in this area nationally though you've been contacted by uh, some uh, organizations right yeah i uh nbc is going to do an interview sometime after the queen thing is over NBC. Wait okay. a second. So the Queen is more important than <laughs> you giving money and uh, paying it forward? Apparently the Queen is more important than <laughs> okay. me. I don't know. I, 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 I'll gladly take second to okay. the Queen, for being honest with you. So have, what you it, have you heard from a lot of uh, just, just people that you know that are calling up and telling you good job, stuff like that? Uh, we have a group chat with our family, and my dad sent the link of the um, the seven zero that you guys played, and... Uh, I've never had so many texts go to my phone and all my friends are like, I see him in the hallway and they're like, I'm proud of you, man. And I'm walking. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> and they do now. What did your dad say when he found out, when he start, started to figure out that this was probably uh, you? Well, he didn't know until after, I think it was after one of my games and they went up and the only person that knew was my best friend. And, um, 
we both look decently similar to where we're both tall with curly hair, and that was the description that she gave, was tall, curly hair, look like a senior. And so they have both of us there, and we're just standing next to each other, and our old football coach, who's the new, he's a coach here, said, well, we got a description, okay? It was tall, curly, blonde hair, and looks like a senior. And it's got to be one of the two of you. And Ethan just, <laughs> Ethan just like that. My buddy just stares me in the face and goes, "I'm not gonna say anything." <laughs> and 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 he was like, "I live in Cuna, so it must have been Jameson." I wonder why didn't he tell me? <laughs> That's too funny. Um, probably the most important question that people are asking now, because this this happened a little while ago, um, is um, have you got your cell phone yet? Actually, no. So what happened was is I dropped my newer phone in Alaska. I was on a cruise, and we were kayaking, and it fell out of the kayak because I had it in my life as listening to music, which I shouldn't have been as my dad is <laughs> death-staring me. Um, so then I have my mom's old Android, but I wanted, I wanted a newer iPhone, and this, this, this Android is pretty archaic, if I'm being honest with you. But no, I have not gotten my new phone yet. <laughs> I've just kind of stuck with what I've got, and I'm trying to save up more money. Have you had anybody offer to contribute to that fund? Actually, uh, two days ago, uh, there was a letter in my head coach's office, and they said that the someone dropped it off in the office for me, and it was an envelope full of money, so it's at the house. I don't, I don't even know how much <laughs> was in it. I just gave it to my dad. Well, and just for the for the phone. <laughs> just so you know, uh, make sure because your dad also has some Venmo money. Um, that's coming his way too. So make sure that he doesn't use that on frivolous stuff oh, that he doesn't yeah, okay. need. Since you're the one that doesn't have a phone, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll right. make sure of that. Um, man, thank you so much uh, for doing what you do. This really does prove, and uh, it makes it so that people realize just how great of a community that we live in. Love that you hear hear this, uh, especially on a 14 year old. Keep paying it forward, um, and thanks for taking a couple minutes, Jameson, to talk with us this morning. Yeah, thank you. Download the 670KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 754, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in uh, this morning. Uh, I Thank you once again to the young man from CUNA. Name is Jameson Yanarella uh, for taking some time out of his uh, classes this morning. I don't even know if I need to thank him. I, I got him out of class. Um, thanks to his uh, dad uh, helping to do that. How many how many parents listening this morning going, oh, I want that to be my kid? <laughs> and he, he did the whole thing anonymously and, and wasn't even going to admit to it, but then somebody finally narrowed it down and <laughs> figured out under the him. bus. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his friend is, I don't live in CUNA. It has to be him. Um, that, is, that is awesome. Um, just a very cool story and so awesome to hear, you know, that uh, young kids, teenagers like that, thinking of uh, other people. Um, even more than themselves. Yeah, it's sad to hear that the uh, queen is more important than he is, but hey, to each his own. Um, still on the way for you this morning, uh, the Dow is up 85 points, um, just uh, about 1,200 points more, and we'll be back to where we were the day before yesterday. Um, but it, it, at least it is getting some of the uh, money back. This has to do with the uh, inflation. Consumer price index numbers that were released that came out higher than uh, yesterday. Pretty much bad, bad news across the board. However, uh, gasoline prices, even though they're higher than a year ago, have gone down 
uh, quite a bit in the last three or four months. That one of the few items that has dropped in price. There is, however, a sliver of good news that we'll get to a little bit later this morning, um, and that goes for those of you who uh, are on Social Security. Um, this this is something good that we haven't seen since 1982 when it comes to Social Security payments. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later uh, this morning, too. Final few minutes, in case you missed it, at the bottom of the hour, yes, there is a text, uh, cue to text, those Boise State tickets. You have a final few minutes to get in. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. We'll pick a winner and announce that coming up after 8 o'clock. If you're wondering when the next time you can win will be coming up, it will be coming up during the Dan Bongino Show in the noon hour today. So 12 o'clock noon. You still have a final few minutes to get your text in right now, though. Text the word Broncos. Really easy to do. 208-336-3700. As I mentioned, we will uh, announce our latest winner of Boise State tickets for the UT Martin game coming up this Saturday, coming up after news at the top of the hour. Hey, from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In addition to the uh, tickets for the Boise State Broncos game coming up on Saturday, don't forget if you don't go to the game, you can hear all the action on News Talk KBOI. Five hours before the game, we start with uh, pregame festivities. All live here on News Talk KBOI, 670 AM and 93.1 FM. We also have a chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to the Pork Belly in CUNA. If you can answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network. Um, it's getting more and more difficult if you're looking to sell your home these days. Uh, you can't just put your home up for sale and have 10 offers in. Um, it takes a little more work, marketing, making sure your cost analysis is dead on so that you can get those offers and get that house sold for the highest price. That's why I'm, it's important to call a professional uh, at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty today, 208 208- 888-4128. Our question today, the ancient Greeks were so afraid of zombies coming back and killing people, they did these two specific things to some people after they died to make sure that it wouldn't happen. What did the Greeks specifically do to their dead, some here's, of their dead, so that they wouldn't come back as zombies? Here's a hint. It technically did work. It did work. None, no zombies were ever reported in the people that they did this to. Chris is right. That's a great hint. If you know the answer, stick around and be ready to call 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't call now. Call in 20 minutes. When we do our question, you can get a $50 gift certificate to the Pork Belly and CUNA. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 8 o'clock hour we go, and uh, talking about more good deeds, just a few minutes ago we talked to the uh, young man from uh, CUNA who uh, donated that money, and right now we have Rob Studebaker from uh, Treasure Valley Subaru in with us, along with Christine Shellhouse from the Idaho Humane Society to talk about a big event that is uh, coming up here October 1st. This is the 30th year. We're talking about Sea Spot Walk coming up. That's uh, thanks right. for We're coming excited. in. Thank you for having us. So tell us a little bit about this. I know it's 30 years, but for somebody who may be just moving here for the first time or has never uh, taken part, what, what does this do? 
It is Idaho's largest dog walk. So imagine a beautiful crisp day. Take your dog out. We've got some great art. Meet us down at Julia Davis Park. It's a quick, easy mile. You don't even have to walk if you don't want. You can come out, meet the vendors, grab a cup of coffee. And we have a lot of dog costume contests. And there's just a lot of fun people around. But more importantly, this is our largest fundraiser of the year for the public. So we really need the public help to support us on this venture. The dogs get a chance to be a little bit social, don't they? Yes, absolutely. And so um, a lot of the owners dress up with their dogs. And so it's really (laughs) fun to see. Now, um, for those people who may be listening who want to partake in this, but they don't necessarily have a dog, um, I noticed that you brought the most adorable puppy in with you today. Oh, yeah. I'm in love over here. Uh, So uh, is this a possibility between now and then somebody can go in and adopt a dog from the Humane Society and take part in the walk? Absolutely. But you do not actually have to have a dog to enjoy the walk. Some people just want to leave their dogs at home and just come out and have a nice afternoon um, downtown Boise. So I brought in a foster. You know, fostering saves lives. So we always encourage people, if you have an extra room or you have some love in your heart to give, Maybe you can't keep a dog permanently or a cat. Fostering is a really great way to give back. You know, the smartest thing you may have done is put that dog in Chris's lap because uh, Chris just lost a dog not too uh, long ago. So this is true. Guess what? He has an it, opening in his home was, uh, and his heart. It was a small black dog, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Oh, so this is therapeutic for you. <laughs> Look, he loves you. He yeah. loves you. Uh, Rod Studebaker, of course, uh, one of our clients here on News Talk KBOI and does a lot of great things for the community and once again involved in this. This is one of your big um, pushes that you do to help raise money for. And you just, uh, this is going to be breaking news because apparently this just happened moments ago. Um, <laughs> Treasure Valley Subaru is going to be doing something cool for the Idaho Humane Society. Well, we, this week we took in, they, they need a van. So this week we took in a van and uh, I think it's going to work great for them. And so we got to make sure it's a, a safe and reliable van for them, but um, that'll be a good one for you. And so uh, we'd like to donate it to the Humane oh, Society. Oh, that's so awesome. We're so grateful. I mean, all of our vans, like they have 300,000 miles on them. <laughs> they are so old. They break down. They overheat. So I cannot tell you what a gift this is for the Idaho Humane Society. Yeah, Thank they do. You, they Valley really, Subaru. really do great things. They, they are. So we're, we're really glad to be a partner of theirs. And uh, we get to see a lot of great puppies like the one that Chris yeah. is holding. <laughs> yeah, that thing is just adorable. So cute, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if people are uh, interested in uh, partaking in Sea Spot Walk, which is once again coming up on October 1st, how would they get involved? Uh, visit seaspotwalk.org, and that's going to take you to our sign-up page. We actually have some really awesome hoodies this year. The artwork is just tremendous. So a lot of people, we've actually sold out and we're reordering. That's how popular they are. Um, and so you can get a hoodie bundle that includes registration uh, for $55, and you can get signed up. And we'd love to see you. You can also do some fundraising for us if you are so inclined. We've really been hit hard and are not seeing quite the donations coming through for this event that we typically see. And I think this is all just kind of post-COVID. People are trying to figure out what they're comfortable doing moving forward. And uh, we'd really love it if you could sign up, maybe even grab some teammates, coworkers, do a uh, team event, or you could even just include it in your email signature saying, I'm signing up for C-Spot Walk, please join me, or even fundraise on behalf of IHS. I've been on the walk many times, and if you're a dog lover, as I clearly am, uh, it is just a, a really feel-good event. You're surrounded by just the cutest dogs and people, other people who love dogs. Yeah, it's really fun. How should we dress? Well, I wear a hoodie and jeans. 
Okay. So. But my C-Spa walk hoodie. But you see people dressing in all kinds of fun stuff. Yes. Those are the fun dog owner people. Okay. Like, I don't dress my dogs up. Cost- costumes yes. encourage Costume. for people yeah. and dogs? October-ish. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Halloween. Oh, we see cool. everything. Okay. If you're willing to put it on your dog, you should have one for yourself. <laughs> Got it. Okay. There are many matching costumes out there. So this sure. Treasure Valley wear, is it kind of boring? You could dress your dog up or your cat <laughs> as a car. It would totally work. Very cool. <laughs> Um, my my guess is, and we've been talking about this all morning with inflation and uh, consumer price index where it is, um, and we see so much of that inflation going on right now that people look to cut back so that they can continue to drive to work and fill up their cars with gas and uh, also afford to eat. So a lot of times this is some of the first stuff that people unfortunately cut back on, correct? Yep, and that's what we're seeing this year, unfortunately. But we do so much for the community. You know, we're a very large nonprofit. We have a ton of programs. So we have a pet food pantry, and we're really seeing an uptick on people needing pet food just to keep their pets at home. Um, so that's one of our really uh, big programs in need right now. So Tax deductible? Um, I don't know if this one is or not. I don't believe it is. Okay. Because you're getting... Um, a shirt and a hoodie. So sometimes, but in terms of the food, though, donating food? Oh, food, absolutely. You can donate pet food, and um, we give that out to people in need. And not only do we support people here in the Treasure Valley, we actually donate to shelters all across Idaho. So rescues that aren't doing so well, small little mom-and-pop sh- um, rescue shops, they all come to us, and we're happy to pass on any extra food that we have or when we get a large donation. Christine Shellhouse, Idaho Humane Society, and Rob Studebaker. Treasure Valley Subaru, thank you both for coming in this morning. Once again, the website to go to if you're interested in taking part October 1st is... cspotwalk.org. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly and Kina is up for grabs. Scott's going to get the first crack at it today. Uh, Scott, the ancient Greeks were so afraid of zombies coming back and killing people that they did these two specific things to some people after they died to make sure it wouldn't happen. What were the two things they did to make sure that zombies didn't come back? They either covered their bodies with big rocks or they covered their head and feet with amphora. You got one of them right. I'll, I'll take it. You got one. Well, there's one more important one. It's left out. We need because. Put, yes. Uh, they put writings in with the bodies, directing them not to come back. <laughs> No, that's 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 not it. There's there's one more uh, specific one that we're looking for. Keep trying, Scott. Uh, Denise, two things that the Greeks did to make sure that the uh, dead bodies didn't come back as zombies. We got the one of them. The heavy rocks one is, uh, but there's one other specific thing that they did. You know the answer, Denise? Yes. Do you know the answer? Um, they put a coin in their mouth. Nope, that is not it. And rock? Okay. The heavy rocks we've got. Connie, uh, one more thing they did besides the heavy rocks to make sure that zombies didn't come back. Gosh, I'm going to say that they that they washed their bodies and cleaned them up so they would be presentable nope. to the next world. Not it. A, a quick hint would be this is something you would probably do to vampires. <laughs> that would, well, yeah, that would help. Um, Scott. Di- oh. A different Scott. Uh, in addition to the heavy rocks, what did yeah. they what did they do to keep the bodies from coming back as zombies? The heavy rocks, and then also a sickle over their throat. Nope, not not it. One one more. 
One more today. Uh, Brenda. Heavy rocks. Okay. Turn your radio down. Heavy rocks and what else? Um, they put jars over their head and hands. No, that's not it either. Um, looks like we uh, have one that stumped them. The heavy rocks thing is uh, correct. The other thing mm-hmm. that they did with all of them to make sure that they didn't come back, um, they stabbed them through their hearts, stakes through their hearts. That was uh, the hint that Chris gave. Because uh, that's, how, that's how you kill a kill vampire. vampire. So uh, they buried the people, some people, under heavy rocks with stakes through their hearts. And I just like, just so you know, it worked. I like the suggestion we got earlier, which was they should have just tied their shoelaces together. <laughs> Somebody had written in an email. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it, it is. That would work, too, I guess. Um, uh, so here's the good news. Um, even though we didn't have a winner, we still have a $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly and Kuna. What does that mean? Somebody before 10 o'clock is just going to randomly win. So stick around if you want to win those tickets. It's on the way here within the next hour. Be ready to call 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can win it just at random. You don't have to be a smart person or anything. Stick around. News is coming up next at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We will get back to more of your phone calls and emails. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit uh, about a couple of items we told you we'd talk about today. Um, Defunding uh, libraries. there's a tech uh, town in uh, Michigan, and we, this story has been going on. As a matter of fact, the uh, Nampa citizens met uh, earlier this week uh, to try and come up with a new idea for going over books on whether or not they should ban them in the Nampa School District and how to go about that. We'll update you on that story. And then there's a, a, another town that went beyond banning a book. Um, they're going to ban the whole library because of a book they didn't like. Wait till you hear this story. And then uh, also... It's never a good idea to threaten anyone. But it's, it's never really a good idea to threaten a judge. Uh, and it's a really bad idea to threaten a federal judge. Yeah, we'll uh, give you that story and talk more about uh, inflation coming up. We'll take your phone calls and emails. KBOI News Times 825. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Trying to figure out if there's any way that I don't give away that fifty dollars gift certificate to Pork Belly and Cuna this morning, and Chris, you and How I you go could, use it. But oh, oh you're going to include me in this? It, well, I mean, fifty dollars—that's a lot. We could almost no. I, I I'd include Nathaniel, our producer, but um, with the two of us, probably you, just enough for are two. You, are you saying that uh, once we get that certificate, the rest is just gravy? <laughs> Um, pretty much, no, it would be all gravy. Um, some Sometime before, uh, once again, 10 o'clock, uh, no winner in the damn near impossible question this morning. Somebody is going to uh, score that $50 gift certificate just at random. You don't even have to be smart to win this. Uh, just smart enough to be able to call 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless when we tell you and you will win. Uh, another way for you uh, to do some winning today, you want to go to the Boise State game against UT Martin Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And over the last two decades, there have not been a lot of 2 o'clock in the afternoon football games at Boise State on the Blue. Not lately, no. Uh, here's your chance to uh, win that. Your next chance, by the way, will be coming up during the Dan Bongino Show today in the uh, noon hour. So be ready when you hear that uh, cue to text and, and win. Uh, be ready to text Broncos. You, that's all you have to put in your text. Broncos. 208-336-3700, and then at random, everybody who texts in after that particular uh, cue to text will be chosen to go to the game this week. And we're doing this all week long and all season long for every single home game. And I believe uh, 
three of the next four games are home games. So we got a lot of winning. It's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just remember, the, it's never going to change. It's always going to be the word Broncos, always to the same text number, and it's locally only people here uh, that listen to uh, News Talk KBOI are going to be able to uh, to win. It's kind of funny. After a win, uh, there are certain numbers of people, even ones who aren't big football fans, but they take pride in what Boise State does. You know, mm-hmm. your team's winning, you feel better about it. And... Uh, I've been talking to, you know, I talk to Uber drivers every day, and uh, there are several of them that, you know, last week they were acting kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a big deal, football season. And this week it's completely changed. They're, they're <laughs> because they won again, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I have some friends who their whole week is made or lost yeah. with what their teams do on the weekend, whether it's the professional team or Boise State team. And I have to admit, I have to admit um, after that first Oregon State game, the mood in this room was not good that Monday morning. Yeah. Um, everybody was, was, was kind of frustrated, you know, a little depressed over it, even when Bob Beeler was in talking about it, just because what we saw is not anywhere close to what we expected. Um, what we saw last weekend, some things need to be cleaned up, but a lot more, you know, closer were, resembled the team that we were hoping we would get this year. Several, several years, like in the late 90s, when the, the Redskins would win six games in a row to start the season and then lose their next eight. <laughs> Well, it's just and like I'm, I'm just saying that that was I uh, you know slowly slipped into depression too. Look at Tuesday morning. I did not expect the Seattle Seahawks to win the Monday Night Football game. Yeah, I think I heard you whistling as you came in. Yeah, uh, it, it changed my whole outlook on life on Tuesday morning, and now I, that's the only game I wanted the uh, Seahawks to win. Mm-hmm. They win that one game against Denver and Russell Wilson. Now I hope they go zero and fifteen, and I'll, I'll be happy because I the want them one, to get the number one pick next year. Draft pick, yeah. Which, we'll which see if you, that happens. Which, which you hope is a game changer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You still have to pick the right person. Exactly. <clears throat> Jenny uh, H. writes in uh, email, mike at kby.com on the uh, um, Jameson, who we talked to earlier, the uh, CUNA High School kid who uh, went viral, um, says, what a great kid. He obviously did this kind act straight from the heart with no intention of getting any recognition or anything in return as a parent i could imagine how these parents are feeling and how proud they must be they say you learn a lot of your behaviors at home from your parents this is true but this kid has that little extra that makes him kind but generous too share his dad's venmo id i'd love to contribute to his uh iphone fund wow i will have to get permission uh be- before i uh do that um isn't that funny the, the kid didn't do it to get a phone or recognition, no. and so you want to give him recognition and a phone. I, I know. It just, and I know exactly how she she feels as a, yeah. as a parent of seven kids. If I had found out my kid had had done this at fourteen years old, I would have had to get a bigger shirt because all the buttons would have popped off uh, the <laughs> previous shirt. It's such a cool story. I was about to say, if either of mine had turned out well, I would have left. It. No, they, <laughs> they were. They are both humanitarians uh, through and through. They really are. Uh, yeah, it, it is so cool. Um, moving on to a story that we have been following for the last few months. I mean, this happened way back in May. Napa School District, which garnered, garnered national attention, speaking of national attention, going viral for a different reason, because they banned 22 library books earlier this year from their school libraries, has tabled a proposed procedure for handling future book complaints. Now, 
you may be going, wait a minute, they, they were going to come up with a procedure to be able to talk about whether or not a book should be banned, and now they're not even going to talk about that? Well, there's good reason for it. Trustees voted to hold off on adopting the procedure during a regular board meeting uh, earlier, earlier this week after realizing they must first change a policy that oversees the district's selection of library materials. That policy requires the district to follow its uniform grievance procedure when handling book complaints, not the proposed procedure Isn't it funny? that the board considered on Monday. How we almost always have steps in place mm-hmm. to correct a problem, and then people think we have to have new ones all the time. Oh, and they were going to just go beyond that step that they already had in place, which they cannot legally do. So now they've, got, they've tabled it and uh, are going to be setting up another meeting. I wonder if this procedure that they were trying to set up would involve uh, examining the books and then removing them from the shelves if they if there's a complaint, or taking the complaint and filing it. I would like to see. Some people have um, written in and, and called in saying, hey, when it comes to, uh, like, parents, and I get it, some parents, you know, a kid may bring home a book and go, wait a minute, you got this from the school library? I don't want my kid reading this. Um Some of the advice that we've received from some parents is if you're going to complain, you have to, first of all, read the book. Don't take one line out of context. Read the full book, give a book report, and then a detailed report on why you think the book should be removed from the library shelves. That immediately would stop a whole bunch of people from complaining or asking that the book be removed because they're not going to take the time to read the book. Quite often a lot of the banned books are ones where they are telling you uh, you know, don't feel bad. Something is okay when your parents are telling you, no, it's not okay. Feel bad. In June, trustees asked Nampa Interim Superintendent Greg Russell to develop a new procedure for handling future book complaints after some board members had criticized the process leading up to the May 9th vote. The resulting proposal discussed on Monday night in their meeting clarifies that the book challenges will be addressed first at the school or building level and includes information about how to proceed from there If necessary, concerns about what kids have access to at school dominated the uh, early part of uh, the meeting on Monday. Um, Quoting here, says that just because you're a librarian doesn't mean you know what's good for kids or not, according to one of the uh, people who took part in the meeting. Well, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you do either. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, He expressed concerns over the perceived sexualization of children and vulgarity in some library materials. Now, a couple of the other parents agreed with some of the points, but argued that gaining a consensus of what's inappropriate for everybody is more difficult, which is 100% true. If you get get nine people in a room and say, hey, is this book okay? You're probably going to get a whole bunch of different Mm -hmm. interpretations of what they think if it's okay for their children to read. Also, it'll be based on, you know, how old your child may be. One person went on to say that uh, some children, including hers, are used to hearing language that some would consider vulgar. <laughs> but in her household, it's it's not considered vulgar. I remember being in grade school and just the, the nastiest kid in the entire school, you know, got called in on the carpet all the time for swearing and, and yelling things at people. And uh, his mother would, would come to school and she'd say, I don't understand what the big deal is. She said, they talk like that on the playground all the time. And, you know, 
And I thought to myself, I don't talk like that on the playground, especially if my mother is anywhere nearby. <laughs> um, we would always, it always depend on if dad was nearby or mom was nearby. We didn't talk like that when mom was by, but, by, but dad didn't care because yeah. he talked like that too. 208-336-3700. I grew up in a house where you didn't refer to, like, for instance, if somebody said, you know, sit your butt down. You didn't say you didn't that say in that, my yeah. house. That, that was vulgar. Uh, we'll take your phone calls and emails when we come back. Also, we promise to tell you about uh, if you think banning books is bad, wait till you see what this town did uh, because there was a book that people didn't like in the library. We'll get to that coming up next. Live home, live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.54, I've been watching the Dow it has been all over the place this morning. Up over 200 points for a little while, then it dropped down over 100 points. Now it's back up over 130 points. That's just over the last 35 minutes. Robin has written in. She says, hi, Chris. This is not meant to be confrontational. I just heard you comment that some of the books that were banned have the message that some things are okay, but the parents say they are not. Can you clarify your point? I may have missed some content leading up to that comment. I would agree that the parents have more influence and control over what their children learn, that that's okay and normal over what any book would tell them. In particular, I'm talking about books that quite often are being banned from schools now, which are generally about alternative lifestyles or alternative sexualities. LGBTQ. LGBTQ type of issues. And there are many parents who feel that the entire thing is wrong and they don't want their kids exposed to it, especially at a young age, and they don't want their kids to read something that says it's okay. And yet in the, high, or in the school library, they find books that uh, are you know, kind of designed uh, to be therapeutic for kids that are in situations like that. And they, you know, they would like those books to be removed because they don't think that's a good influence on their kids. Now, when I talked about that, I didn't say that either side did or didn't have a point. Uh, however, both sides have their own point in this particular case. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want it in any way, shape, or form to seem like also that we would, either Chris or myself, would be saying that parents shouldn't have the right to be able to say what they want their children um, to be able to read. Um, I, I think it should be more of a parent taking... Mm-hmm. A concerted interest in this over over the school. I mean, it, this starts at the basic level of parents, and, and I totally get that. But making decisions based on your thoughts for another parent is just as bad either way that you look at it. You know, if I want my child to be able to pick out a book in the library and read and think it's okay, I don't want you to say, no, it's not okay. And if it's not, why can't I pick books in the library for your child to read? I I, I think... I think it goes to that basic thing. It's like it starts at the children, then goes to the school, and, and then you have to come to a consensus, which hopefully, um, you know, the, the Napa Library is, it looks like that that's what they're planning on doing with uh, changing the way that the proposal is going to be to uh, look at how that they're going to decide which books can and can't be in the uh, library. I don't know if what that means for the 22 books that they said have been banned because they said that they have been banned forever. Forever is a really long time. We'll take a break. Um, we'll give you that update on the story. The other town, instead of banning one book, this is just one book, they uh, banned the entire library. Wait till you hear this story. It's coming up next. Like- Your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. 
This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 9 o'clock hour, it's uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. You can also text us, same as our main number. Also on the way sometime this hour, somebody's going to get a $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly in CUNA. Be ready to call uh, when we tell you. Don't call now. Be ready to call when we tell you. Uh, caller number six is going to pick themselves up um, that $50 gift certificate for you this morning. Talking about uh, the meeting earlier this week in Nampa, um, this is a story we've been following since May. Um, we've talked about Meridian having a meeting to uh, ban books in their library. It's a little different. I, I feel a little bit different when it comes to school libraries, especially when it comes to elementary school, when, as opposed to public libraries. Yeah, I mean, even even public libraries have a children's section, the idea being to introduce children to books that they can handle. A Michigan town recently voted to remove funding from a library after a fight over an LGBTQ book that was available in the library. Voters in the Jamestown Township voted against a millage that was used to fund the Patmos Library in their town. The tax was rejected in a vote of 62 to 37%. The vote to remove funding from the library came shortly after many voters criticized the library for the book Gender Queer. It's interesting that gender queer book is a book that is mentioned in every single story that we've mm-hmm. talked about having to do with banning books, which is what I was talking about earlier. Now, gender queer, by the way, was only available in the adult section, not available in the children's section, just the adult sh- section. In the spring, many of the town's residents attended a board meeting to demand that the book be removed from shelves, but instead, the library just placed it behind the counter so that it wasn't visible and it wasn't accessible to children. But if an adult wanted to come in and check it out, they would still be allowed to do so. Whatever the equivalent of a card catalog is now, I know they still have those on computer. So you can look up if you're looking for a particular book and see where it might be. And, you know, if if that particular entry says it's behind the counter, then I guess, you know, more power to you. That wasn't enough for some people that wanted the book gone and completely banned. Well, sure. The library is the center of the community for individuals to be short-sighted and closed down an entire library because they opposed one LGBTQ book is very disappointing, according to one of the uh, residents of the town. Smaller situation also occurred in uh, Mississippi, where the executive director of Madison County Library System, another public library, accused Ridgeland Mayor Gene McGee of withholding funding to their library over an LGBTQ book. Funding for this year was being withheld until we, he, we removed what he called homosexual material from the library. His reasoning was that as a Christian, he as mayor could not support that and that he would not release funding until that book was removed from the library. So there you have one person making the decision for everybody in the town that you can't go to the library because if you don't have funding, you can't afford to pay librarians, you can't afford to pay the electricity, rent, buy books, etc., etc. Yeah. Believe it or not, everybody needs operating expenses. Uh, once again, I have different feelings when it comes to school libraries and public libraries. The, the, the two stories that I just told you about Michigan and Mississippi um, having to do with public libraries, where adults go, children go, and, and the people that were upset in, in the uh, Michigan town, it's just crazy that it wasn't even enough to put the book out of sight 
so that nobody could see it. It was behind the counter. They wanted it completely gone from the library so that nobody could read it. Not just children, nobody. Mm-hmm. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yes, I'm, I'm not really concerned about the the fact that they want to get the books out of the out of the library, or that um, inappropriate age children might be able to get to them. And you know, every, everybody has a little bit of curiosity about themselves at an early age. And with with the internet, and you've got the telephones handy for kids twenty four seven, they're going to get more information from those two things than they will a book. But if I was a parent and I had children and they were young children and they were going to class and they were sent to the library to do some kind of classwork or what have you, that's the last thing I'd want them to get off the shelf would be something like that. That's just my personal opinion. And I'm not a, I'm not a homophobe. And, and, you know, obviously people want their rights for whatever it is. But if it's, if it's going to change the way somebody feels about themselves at a very early age, and they're and they're not understanding why, then it becomes the parents' problem. Whereas it should never become the parents' problem. They should have the control over it in the first place. That's that's about all I got. Thank you. Here's an idea. You know, especially when it comes to public libraries, if you don't want your kid to read a certain book that is available in that public library, don't allow your kid to go to that public library. Instead of making decisions for the other. 20,000 kids or parents who might want to go read the book. Just don't allow your kid go to that library. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's easy to order books well, online I mean, nowadays. It's just whether your philosophy is uh, go around the obstacle or remove the obstacle from the road. I mean, you know, whichever. Rick and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Rick. I'm over at Eagle. And I just want to kind of point out something, a slight clarification. You had mentioned that the people didn't have a voice in the situation, that the mayor made this decision independent of the, the voice of the people. I think if I heard you correct. In, um, in, the, in Mississippi. In Mississippi, correct. And I, I would argue that the people did have a voice. They voted for that mayor. They knew what standards he would, would make decisions by. So they did. He can't be the, you know, the, the people can't be notified of every decision he's going to make. So generally they knew his value system they knew the moral uh, basis by which he would make decisions so in fact they did have a voice in it they just didn't voice it on this one instance and, and i do agree with you that putting the book behind the counter was probably a happy medium i think it sounds like i, I wasn't there i don't know but it sounds like his point was that to avoid any possibility of that book getting in the hands of the wrong person or child in this case that they wanted to avoid any of that or any future uh, issues, so they just said, "Let's just move it all together." I agree with but, you, uh, but I would argue that yeah, uh, you I, know, I, I agree with you that, that putting that person into office, uh, you know, was their original input, and they still have input because you can always vote that person out of office or keep them there. You know, whatever you want to do. And uh, again, yeah, that's how we exercise uh, our freedom of choice in this country. We vote. Exactly, and so I in in our local community here i think to your point voting is definitely something that we need to do a side point to to all of that is i'm disappointed in the conservatives that complain about how things are going in idaho more locally i i I just get so frustrated i want to pull my hair out i'm like get out and vote get active in Mm -hmm. politics but don't sit here and complain when something doesn't go your way you you go out you don't 
you don't get violent on people. You don't yell and scream and, and guilt them into your point of view. And I agree with all that. I just get so frustrated with these people in this general area that the perception of Idaho is that it's conservative. It's moderate conservative. It's not a, it's not fully far right conservative. Like people, some people would hope and, and believe, but I just get frustrated. And I would encourage Idahoans that are listening to this, get out and vote. If you want things to turn out the way that you morally and socially believe in, then get out and vote. Are, are there around doing, are there any of the 50 yeah. states that you would describe as uh, far right? Um, I would say I've lived in Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. I, I don't, I think the, the most, the farthest right, I don't believe to your, to your point of your question, I don't think there's any that I can see that are far right, far right there, but there's very, there's degrees between moderate and more right, but right. far right, I believe now exists in pockets. They believe they, they exist in silos, which in my opinion, when I hear far right, I, I hate to say this because far right used to be a good thing, but now it involves every wacko organization <laughs> that feels it's their right to go out and bludgeon people for not voting the way, you know, seeing things through their lens. Well, That's and you, you realize but, also that yeah. if you're not far right, you're a rhino. That's, yeah, that's the exactly. name. That, yeah, I mean, that's the name gets thrown around today. If you're not far right and don't believe yeah. in those far far right policies, now you are a rhino. Well, so so let, let's let me just bring this up. You bring up a good point. In Idaho, I'm very involved in politics in this region. I'll say in the Eagle Boise region, right? I don't resort to violence. I don't you know shame people, but I do know of people in leadership right now that represent the, the Republican Party that are, and I hate to say this, uh, they're rhinos. The, and the reason I say this, I'll, I'll tell you an example. I won't give you specifics but I, because it'll point the finger at, at too, too many people but uh, specifically. But there's a situation that existed uh, about two years ago where somebody in a leadership role in Idaho, in the GOP, was responsible for ensuring that all of the people, the other GOP leadership, from across the state were, were uh, behaving appropriately, we'll say, professionally and aligned to the GOP values. And there was one person that wasn't, and it was atrocious. I don't want to tell you what he did, but there was one person uh, that was representing the GOP that was involved in activity. There was actually two, and the GOP leadership did nothing about it. They, and I brought it to their attention. Others brought it to their attention. They did nothing about it. And I can't change them. I'm yeah. not going to go up and beat on their door or camp out at their front doorstep. I'm frustrated because I thought you have an obligation to represent the leadership, at least the leadership, and you're allowing this behavior to come from another a leader that you have input into how they lead their area. Rick, thank it's you for the call. Thank you. Uh, good Absolutely. thoughts this morning. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Remember, you can email us, mike at kboi.com, chris at kboi.com. Um, right now, let's go ahead and give away that $50 gift certificate uh, to Pork Belly in CUNA. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller number six, that $50 gift certificate is yours. Dial carefully. Good luck. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham now wants a national abortion ban after 15 weeks. 15 weeks pretty much 
strong majority of Americans believe abortion should be the exception, not the rule. Democratic Senator Patty Murray. Republicans want to force you to stay pregnant regardless of what you want. There's virtually no chance Senator Graham will get a vote as long as Democrats control the Senate. Interesting uh, change. Well, everything he had said up to this point indicated that he believed all these decisions should be up to the states. Mm -hmm. He said that just as uh, little as, what, three weeks ago. So, uh, change, why why the change, do you think? He also said that he he wants everybody to go on record about how they feel about this particular bill. Tell you why the change. Because GOP is getting hammered on this particular take on... Um, abortion in the upcoming midterm elections. You think so? I think that's exactly why this was done. He says he's going to be introducing uh, the a national abortion ban that would prohibit procedure after 15 weeks of pregnancy, provide a Republican is, response to a politically charged issue that could be galvanized for Democrats this fall. It's considerably more tame than what most of the states who have uh, you know, put something into, uh, into effect how, because they ban it like at what six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them like some of them six weeks. There are there are a couple states that are trying to ban it completely. Um, the uh, bill protecting pain capable unborn children from late term abortions act. They need a better name for that. Can you? I I tried to come up with an acronym for it for because usually when they come up with names for bills, there's a simple acronym. Um, P P C U C F L T A. Um, I, I don't think that's a, a an acronym that uh, really flows off the tongue. Papak Flitta? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in the news conference uh, yesterday, South Carolina Republicans said the 15-week time frame is in line with scientific data on when fetuses start to feel pain. The American College of Obstet- uh, Obstetricians and Gynecologists said that the science conclusively establishes that human fetuses do not have the capacity to experience pain until after at least 24 or 25 weeks. Graham said that the bill is in line with other countries and could help Republicans running in the upcoming midterms. Polling has shown that voters are most concerned about inflation and the economy, but abortion is among the most motivating issues that will be driving Democrats to the ballot box, according to polling. Multiple polls have shown a majority of voters support legal abortion with few restrictions which is in line with most Democrats. A Pew Research poll released in June showed, this is kind of surprising to me, six in ten Americans um, say that abortion should be legal in all or most cases, regardless of how far along the pregnancy was. 60% said that? 60% said you should be allowed to get an abortion up until the moment of birth. Hmm. That That's kind of shocking. Did they have did they have numbers about you know uh, ended at the second trimester or something like that? No, or if they did, they didn't release it for this article. Yeah. Um, Graham's proposal for a nationwide ban is a sharp term, as we mentioned from his last position just last month, that states should decide the issue. Uh, Graham's bill is drawing support from anti-abortion leaders, such as March for Life President Gene uh, uh, Mancini said limiting abortions after 15 weeks is the least we can do to protect women as well as babies who at this stage are fully fully formed in their mother's womb. Maureen Ferguson, senior fellow at the Catholic Association, said in a statement that limits on abortion in Graham's bill are humane and common sense. Chances of this even getting a hearing 
probably not good. Not not real good. Um, doubt if Democrats are even going to allow this to come up in the uh, in the House or the Senate. But it is interesting, just on two fronts. Number one, how you know he's he's changed in the last couple of months, mm-hmm. or not, just since last month. That it should be a state issue, it which just, is which seems, is what it is now. Well, it, it seems like it's just a different strategy on his part. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon and wireless. Phone lines are open. Need to take a break. News coming up here next at the bottom of the hour. Um, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. I want to congratulate uh, Dan Driscoll. He was calling number six, picked himself up a uh, $50 gift certificate to uh, Pork Belly in CUNA. He'll be enjoying some great food. Uh, Dan, I would just tell you, don't forget... Um, biscuits and gravy. And if you don't like biscuits, don't get the biscuits and just drink the gravy. It's that good. Um, we'll have another one to give away tomorrow morning. And if you're listening in to get your Boise State tickets, uh, had a winner this morning, we'll have another chance for you coming up in the noon hour today on the Dan Bongino Show. Listen for your cue to text and win your Bronco tickets for the upcoming game this Saturday. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-four. You're Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a part of the show by calling us at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Email Chris at kboi.com. Mike at kboi.com. Our text line is the same number as our main number, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. I received a uh, few uh, emails and text messages this morning, uh, wondering um, about the uh, young man's story that we talked about earlier this morning from CUNA High School um, about the TikTok video that went viral when he donated uh, money to uh, a a woman who was um, lacking enough money to purchase coupon books that he was selling. And uh, he said that, you know, he could tell that she was in need, especially the fact that she wasn't going to be able to buy the coupon books until she got paid. And But once she got paid, she said, I want to buy two of the books. So he went back and given her $80 of his own cash that he was saving for a uh, cell phone and two of the coupon books. We talked to him a little bit earlier this morning, uh, and I know that I'm getting people saying, can you give out the uh, Venmo account? Um, I'm not going to give it out. I did get permission. Uh, just talked to his dad. Um, his dad is giving permission for that Venmo, but I'm not going to give it out. If you specifically want it, email me, Mike, at KBY.com, and I will give it to you. The Venmo account is for his father. Uh, by the way, so um, I'm not going to give it out over the air. Does, but if you if you want it, I, I will email it. To believe you. in the trickle down theory? Hard to say. Okay. Based based on you know this young man and talking to him this morning, I would say no. I would say that um, they believe in the pour down theory. So giving this money to dad is probably 100 percent of it is going to go to the kid. Don't you think? At least I at least I hope that's the case since I'm donating some money. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one's not signed. It says, do these people have to pay taxes on the windfall of money people give them? I think this is con- these are considered gifts. And as such, I don't think you have to pay taxes on it. On the other hand, I could very well be wrong. On, on and, what specifically? And, well, like th- this charity thing. Like if you, if you contribute to somebody's fund, you know, to like his fund to get a, a phone. Since he's, you know, a, a guy who does good things and people want to. It is reward him. not tax deductible. However, as a citizen of the United States, you are supposed to report all income. Even gifts. Even gifts. Okay. Now, here's the thing. 
you no, can, no, notice I've never had to deal with this before. <laughs> you can give up to $10,000 tax-free in, in a gift per year. So as long as you don't give this young man, you might want to check with your CPA to make sure, If as long as you don't uh, give this young man a gift of $10,001 to buy his Apple iPhone, which I believe the new Apple phone costs. <laughs> Come on, you, you, can, you can get almost two for that. <laughs> then um, I believe you're allowed to give a one-time gift per year of up to ten thousand dollars. Now, I mean, all I know about that sort of thing was in Shawshank Redemption, and that's probably not even real. <laughs> um, a text message in says uh, we were talking about polling uh, having to do with the uh, proposal for the uh, new abortion bill that probably isn't even going to get um, brought up in the Senate or or the uh, House. We. Uh, Polling always uh, benefits uh, Democrat. It is a tool for Democrats. That comes from uh, JT. Um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because polling recently is showing that Democrats are going to do much better than what polling indicated just like seven, eight months ago. Seven, eight months ago, it was looking like Republicans might get control of the House and the Senate. Final polls of the 2020 presidential election overstated Joe Biden's strength, especially in a handful of swing states. Polls reported that Biden had a small lead in North Carolina, but he lost that state to Donald Trump. Polls also showed Biden running comfortably ahead in Wisconsin, yet he won it by less than a percentage point. In Ohio, the polls pointed to a very tight race instead. Trump won that state very easily. This, um, sorry, this is going to oversimplify it, but just from reading Twitter once in a while, what I get is that uh, Republicans are saying, or no, well, well Democrats are, are saying, hey, people are outraged about this, uh, you know, getting rid of abortion rights, and so people are going to be voting Democrat uh, this, this November. That's what they think, mm-hmm. the Democrats think. Yeah. Republicans say, hey, look at that goofy old man on TV. Everybody's going to be <laughs> voting Republican this November. Well, in each of these states that I just mentioned, and some others, pollsters failed to reach a representative example of what the voters were actually going to do in the election. And one factor seems to be that Republican voters are more skeptical of mainstream institutions and are less willing to respond to a survey. So it's hard for pollsters to get an accurate reading, and that's why they were they were off so much in 2020 and why there's a possibility of them being off in the upcoming midterm elections. They were off in 2016 as well. They were off in 2016 as well. Um, Right now, polling is showing, recent polls suggest Democrats are favored to keep control of the Senate very narrowly, and they will lose the uh, control of the House narrowly. But the Democrats' strength in the Senate campaign depends partly on their strength in some of the same states that I just mentioned where polls exaggerate Democratic support uh, two years ago including the three mentioned, North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Nate Kahn, a New York Times chief political analyst, calls it a warning sign for both the Democratic Party and for the polls. Kahn is careful to acknowledge what he doesn't know, and he emphasizes the polls might not be as wrong this year as they were in 2020 and 2016, but it's even possible that pollsters are understating Democratic support once again this year by searching too hard for Republican voters in an effort to avoid repeating recent mistakes. Basically, what he's saying is, um, as we've said a lot over the past, what, four years, even before I got here three and a half years ago, 
You can't trust the polls, even though they say, oh, yeah, this is plus or minus 3%. If you, you know, if the polls are always close to being right, why are they so wrong? <laughs> Food for Thought has written in and says, uh, why is anything banned in America? Why not just live free like we're supposed to? Our government does not seem to think we the people should be in charge of what we do. If it turns out wrong or it's a bad outcome, don't you think we as a society would decide what to do? Not a handful of people with their own ideas. I think these types of decisions should be tried by jury, countrywide, lotto-style selection, no exemptions, no exceptions. If your name comes up, you are the jury to be carried out immediately. That's that's kind of what we do. I mean, it's... Would you the, want to the, be the on that jury? <laughs> the legislature is as close to trial by jury as we get, but it's jury that's selected you know, by, by the people. However, I, I will go along with uh, part of what you said. Uh, you know, a jury is by chance mm-hmm. for the most part. Apart from, you know, voir dire, everything else is just completely by chance. Uh, I have proposed in the past that state legislatures and Congress should be chosen by drawing lots. And I, I was completely serious about it. And, and the, the first person who ever argued with me said, uh, that would be chaotic and nothing would get done. And I said, as opposed to <laughs> right now, <laughs> um, would you would you want to be on that jury, though, pick for that jury to decide which books would be banned and which books wouldn't? Oh, you mean to impose my will on others? Yeah. Well, as 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 uh, as tempting as that sounds. No, no, uh, nothing. That's one of those things. No matter what you do, it's going to be wrong. Um, That's why I have a dog to impose my will on others. Text message, gosh, you're you're better than me. I can't impose my will on my dog. I didn't um, say it worked. I just we, said that's what it was. Uh, text message says we restrict access to movies and such. Why isn't there a similar system for books? Well, there kind of is. Yeah, there is. It, there's it's, an it's adult based, section and a child section. It's based on the library, and again, we only do that. It, it's it's an agreement between the theater owners and the Motion Picture Association of America. There is no law that says a kid can't get into an R-rated no. movie. None. And just because you're 12 years old doesn't mean you can't go to an R-rated movie. You you can walk in, and especially the, the ones, and there have been a few movies. Um, I was trying to remember the town that I was at and which movie it was, and I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it was strictly enforced. They were checking IDs before you bought your movie ticket. If you were not um, 16 years old or whatever the age is, is it 16 for R-rated movies, I think. 17. Is it 17? If you weren't 17, they wouldn't sell you the ticket unless you were with a parent. Right. So if you're, if you're a parent, you still get to decide what your, your child sees. Um, that's the only time. And it was here in Boise, and I cannot remember which movie it was, but they would not sell you a ticket if you were um, not at least 17 years old unless your parent was with you. Oh, uh, again, that's what a lot of theaters do. Uh, they just have that agreement between themselves to regulate their own industry. Stephen, they, believe me, they didn't want to. That's why art houses exist because art houses don't do that. Yeah, Stephen Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, we've had a uh, moral code kind of to allow parents to be the, uh, shall we say, the adversary for the children until they reach the age of majority, which has been lowered to 18. And I think this whole discussion needs to be brought out and talked about because. Uh, I think somebody is circumventing, trying to circumvent things through the sex education program in our schools. And, you know, they've got all these books out there that basically used to be considered pornography. And, uh, they're, they're 
Oh, Steve, I think you're going through a tunnel. We just Don't we just had you cut out. Say, stay, state that again. Just we just cut out. That. Start up to you know, some of that explicit and very, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I, we used to call it pornography, but of course, you know. Right. Por- now they call it, what, anatomy and physiology? Yeah, like the, uh, yeah. So who do, who so, do you think you know, specifically, and, I just want to get you on the record, who do you think specifically should be in charge of what your children read? Yeah. Or I gets to see? Parents, uh, and I think the schools need to be uh, a little more sensitive to the parents' wishes and and I think they've overstepped their bounds a little bit in some of the schools with some of the things that go on, and that's why they're uh, telling the kids not to tell the parents about them. Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate the thoughts. We'll take a break. One more okay. segment is uh, on the way, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us, you can also email chris at kby.com or mike at kby.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. President Biden says in a new statement that the latest inflation report indicates that, quote, prices have been essentially flat in the U.S. over the last two months, which he calls, quote, welcome news for American families. But that's a positive spin on the Consumer Price Index report out today that shows prices were 8.3 percent higher in August compared to last year, higher than what analysts were projecting and up from July. The president highlights that gas prices are down, but acknowledges it will take, quote, more time and resolve to bring inflation down. Today at the White House, he holds an event to celebrate the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which he says will lower the cost of health care, prescription drugs, and energy. Yeah, talk about bad timing. Celebration yesterday. James Taylor was there for a mini concert. All the Dems and Biden were happy on the same day that the uh, Consumer Price Index came out. Stock market dropped three thirteen hundred points. Um, yeah, not not very good timing when it came to that. Well, they can still compartmentalize if they need to. Well, and that's what he did, because first thing I thought was, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is he talking about? When you look at the food index, has increased 11.4% over the last year. That's the largest increase since 1979. When Carter was president. Yes. Um, fuel, and, fuel oil. And everything became expensive. <laughs> is up <laughs> Compared 60, to what it had been. Yeah, is up 68%. Other motor fuels. 53%. Yes, gas prices have dropped over the last couple of months. Still up 53% from August of last year. Groceries, almost anything that you eat when it comes to food is up in price. So yes, gasoline has dropped over the last few months. Car sales, if you're looking to buy a new or used vehicle, they've gone down a little bit because the chip shortage has kind of uh, dissipated somewhat. Um, but almost everything else continues to be up. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier this morning, this will be good news for some of you, however, if you look for one silver lining. Social Security recipients whose checks haven't kept pace with inflation this year could make up for some of that in 2023. Roughly 70 million people, retirees, disabled people, and others who rely on their Social Security will receive around an 8.7% boost in their cost of living adjustment next year. That's according to estimates uh, by the Senior Citizen League and Advocacy Group. It'd be the largest increase since 1982. For the average retiree who gets a monthly check of $1,656, which is the average 
monthly check for Social Security recipients, that would mean a bump of an additional $144 a month beginning next year. So it would move every, the payments up to $1,800 a month. Every little bit helps. Oh, yeah. Instant message, not signed. It says, is there a law that says a kid can't read a book? No. Also not a law that says, uh, I, I mean, granted, they would have to uh, have their parents' permission, which is the way it should be, Here to go is. on Amazon and buy the exact same book that has been banned. You're not banning the book. Yeah. You're just banning that child from being oh, able to get it in a nothing, local area. Nothing sells more books than a book ban. Yeah. Uh, curious, as I have asked us before, never heard an answer. Can Donald Trump run for president as a Democrat? By definition, it would seem more suitable. I'm not sure what you mean by that last part, but yeah, anybody can run for president as a member of any party if they want to. However, if Donald Trump ran for president as a Democrat, assuming that Democrats would vote for him because of that, I don't think that would work out. Really? Just a guess. He puts a D in front of his name, and you don't think Democrats are going to support Donald Trump? Chris. Well, the D would be after his name. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Tim says, Casper, you can only give $10,000 a year to close family members. You cannot deduct the gift, but they can. Well, that's, that's kind of what I, what I meant. I don't, and is it just close family members? I don't think it's just close family members. Again, I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I said, once again, and I will reiterate, talk to your CPA. Quickly here, Daniel says, uh, I believe that 80% of people in the United States want the exact same thing. It's just that people on the far right and the far left, the remaining 20%, are the only ones whose voices are heard. The Republicans think every Democrat is like AOC, and the Democrats think all Republicans are like MTG. Which, for those of you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's about uh, all the time we have for today. Thanks for participating in the show. Congratulations to all of our winners. We have more winning coming your way uh, later today. Listen in the noon hour during the Dan Bongino Show. Another chance to pick up your Boise State tickets uh, coming up this Saturday against UT Martin. Listen for that uh, cue to text and win. Once again, text 208-336-3700, the word Broncos.